1: Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. I'm here today with Tara Stravinsky from Ties by Tara. Hey Tara, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, good, how are you?
1: Good, I'm doing excellent. I'm so excited to have you on today. Uh, Tara, can you please tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, maybe talk a little bit about your background?
2: Sure, so um, yeah, I started a company called Ties by Tara. I've always been fascinated by design and fashion and I come from more of a marketing background, so I do have a degree in marketing. So. I kind of have like a blend of fashion with a lot of retail experience and um, just a fascination with business and fashion.
1: Okay, perfect. And then sort of, when did that sort of fascination for like, you know, fashion uh, sort of begin? Was it when you were young? You know, when did that sort of start?
2: Yeah, I was when I was young. I remember I was doing like a talent show with my sister and like my neighbor. And I was like, I want to make these really awesome sequin bracelets. And I was all of like, maybe, I don't know, seven. And I remember I was just performing and I was had these really cool bracelets in mind. And they had like sequins on them. And I was so proud of them that I made them. So I think from that moment, I kind of had like this creative kind of vibe to like it. And it kind of applied towards jewelry and accessories all the way back since I was like seven. So I've always been fascinated with accents and like little things to make your whole Mm -hmm. outfit look amazing.
1: And was that like, was that something that like your family pushed when you were growing up? Or is that something that you kind of just fell into? Just because some people, you know, like music, sometimes your family's like, oh, you're gonna play the piano, play the uh, instrument. But was like fashion, you know, was that something that you kind of just picked up on yourself?
2: Yeah, no, it wasn't pushed on me at all. I just kind of fell into it. It was just something I was just fascinated by, I was inspired by, and I just kind of followed that, that kind of passion and that interest.
1: And then sort of when you went to college, um, you sort of, you picked up marketing, you know, where did that sort of come in? Why, Why marketing? Maybe why not something like fashion design?
2: You know, I was just really fascinated with consumer behavior in a way after I graduated from high school, just um, working in retail, just learning how consumers purchase products and the whole decision process they go through to determine what what products they're going to purchase. So I was kind of like also really interested in that area of business as well. So um, Mm -hmm. that's why I was like, you know, marketing might be, you know, something that I'd really get a lot of joy from. So that's why I went down that path.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Marketing is amazing. Like, uh, I didn't take any marketing in college, but I could see how it's so helpful and and, and do it from there. And then sort of, you know, after you graduated college, what did you go? What were you always like, uh, into starting your own business? Was that something that sort of started early in life? You know, sort of how did that transition sort of happen?
2: Um, you know, I was actually working after college. I went to work for a hotel design firm here in Denver. So I was designing different hotel rooms. So I was kind of always like in Mm -hmm. design, but, um, I was at a Halloween party one night and I was wearing this really awesome naughty schoolgirl outfit and I was so fascinated by the necktie that I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it's like, so symbolism of like, you know, masculinity but it had like such a pretty feminine vibe to it that I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I wanna try and make some myself. So um, that's kind of just how everything just got started was just, um, you know, just that spark of inspiration that I got.
1: When that spark came, you know, what did, what did you know internally that you said, I have to do this?
2: Um, it was just like, I was just so, I was almost obsessive about it. I was just like mm-hmm. constantly looking at like, maybe there's something out there that's like it already, or maybe there's, I don't know. It just became like such a passion and just, it was just such a consuming thing mm-hmm. that I was like, I think this is what I really want to do. And this one, you know, it didn't even feel like you know work or anything. It just felt so natural.
1: What was like the next step for you? Like, how did you know, okay, I have to do this. You know, what, what, what did you go and do Were you? Like a website, did you make new designs? You know, how did you sort of validate your idea?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I actually went to, I made a couple and there was like a local boutique here in Denver that had like really high fashion. And I was really like inspired by the store. And I took some designs to her. And I was like, hey, you know, and at the time I was like making scarves and like kind of, you know, had a couple different designs back then. But um, I took a tour and she was like, you know, this is actually really awesome. And I was like, you know, thank you. And that kind of that moment, I was like, I think I'm onto to something here. Yeah. I carried it in her boutique for a while and I was like, kind of learning, you know, the beginnings of business and how to start it. And that moment I was like, wow, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to make this something. I'm determined. Yeah,
1: Perfect. That's good. And then sort of after that, did that sort of say, oh, I'm going to work on a website and then do like your own sort of custom domain sort of, how did that sort of come? Was that something that you knew from your marketing background about website design, maybe starting an online business?
2: Um, You know, it did come a little bit from my marketing Mm -hmm. background from working at the hotel design firm that I worked at and from just learning the basics of marketing and working in retail, I think Mm -hmm. had a lot of different skill sets that I learned throughout that process. So um, I kind of just fell into like, you know, back in the day, there was not like Shopify or Squarespace or anything like that. It was just kind of like, put it up and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, go with it. But, um, you know, it's, it's such an amazing tool to have, you know, I eventually started, I was like, you know, I want to reach a worldwide audience. I want to like share my ideas. So obviously a website would be the best way to do it.
1: Yeah. I think like online websites, it's the best way. And and kind of, what you were saying before, even now it's so much easier with Shopify, or even something like Squarespace, they just make it so easy for new business owners to start a website. And it's just super simple probably back then it's much harder to collect payments and just that whole payment system was something that people didn't really trust that much. Whereas now it's just makes sense uh, to sort of have an online sort of portal.
2: Absolutely. Yes.
1: So can you describe to us sort of, how do you sort of make these products? Are they all made by hand? Do you design them all yourself? Uh, Sort of how does that work like for your, for your company right now?
2: Yeah. So on the manufacturing processes, I do design everything and some, and we do make it here all in Denver. I do have like some contract laborers that Mm -hmm. I do have depending on demand. So if it's like crazy, like Valentine's day or around the holidays, I tend to hire in contractors to help me produce the products. But then during slower months, I kind of, um, you know, it's more of a leaner team. So it Mm -hmm. just kind of depends on the, on the demand, but it is all still made here in the U S
1: for, for any new business owner out there, you know, how do you plan about inventory or how many to make? How did you sort of deal with that when you first started your business versus where it is now?
2: Um, you know, I look at sales trends, like what, who's viewing what on the website, what's really popular right now. And just based off of that information, I can kind of help um, inventory plan. You know, sometimes it's just a guess, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's just hope for the best, but yeah. um, other times it's just looking at what's trending in your business, your top sellers, um, and then just kind of focusing on those and making more units of those. And then as opposed to, you know, stuff that might not be moving as fast, or maybe you want to plan a promotion to hopefully help move those units a little bit faster. So it's kind of like an art and a science altogether.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that new entrepreneurs should probably find out to do e commerce. It's exactly what you said. It's an art and a science. You have to look at trends. You have to look at times people buy the most, usually Q4, but you can never plan perfectly. And that's sort of, what makes e-commerce sort of really hard sometimes because you just can't ever plan. You just don't know if this color, this SKU is going to take off. Then you're just going to be like, man, I wish I had more of those because it's selling really well right now.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it's tough. Okay, perfect. What have you done to sort of attract new customers to your store? What has this been like? Do you do a lot of, you know, SEO, or flying ring, talking at events, uh, paid traffic? What does that look like for, you, for your business?
2: Yeah, so we do a you know a mix of a lot of different things. Um, it is um, SEO a lot, um, a lot of pay per clicks. We do kind of play with that a, as mm-hmm. well, and then just like constantly, you know, social media is such a great way too. So like you know, posting on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, so that's how it's like attracting new uh, clients and retaining clients is really just kind of constantly evolving and constantly communicating your message about your products uh, via those channels.
1: And then so, so for like a new business owner. What do you recommend them to do as like a first channel to try?
2: Um, I think social media is just a great way to kind of even just test out an idea just to kind of see the response. Um, I mean there's great ways with you know Google as well but I think uh, social media is just kind of a great way to kind of put it out there and just kind of see the reaction.
1: Yeah social media is great especially if you have some sort of following or even your friends could potentially help you out but most likely you want other people that are not your friends because your friends are, might always support you. <laughs> so right. you want to get uh, really good feedback. Sometimes it's hard, but it's, it's necessary. Any new product, you want to you wanna get social feedback from people that maybe don't know you. That way they can really tell you if, if they like it or not. And, and that's really great advice. What is, you know, how does their sort of company look like right now, you know, with your product design? Is that something that the roadmap, do you guys like plan on making for example okay i'm going to make five new ties this this year how does that sort of look like for you and how do you plan that
2: you know it's kind of hard to plan product development sometimes because mm. inspiration comes sometimes at the most randomest time mm. so i kind of just go with like the market and like if there's a client that's asking for something i really like to listen to clients feedback and just kind of see like oh you know maybe they want some more bridal items like we just launched a brand new mm. bridal catalog um and so i think it's just things like just listening to your clients and then just kind of you know, working it in as you can, um, if it makes sense. So I think that, um, you know, the product development process is so unique and it can be so such a great process, but it just kind of depends on your business. But for us, it just kind of depends on what the clients are saying. And if there's like a gap in our product offering to make sure that we fill it somehow. So, um, like we just extended our bridal line because a lot of clients were like, Hey, I wish you had more bridal items. So that's what kind of made us create more products.
1: Is your business more B2C based or you're, you're just mentioning bridal? Is that some sort of channel that you would be interested in going into, such as talking to maybe uh, these bridal planning companies for, for other brides? Is that something that you guys think about?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we do B2C and we also do B2B. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, just experimenting with different styles to see what's really popular and then taking it to business clients and being like, hey, you know, this mm-hmm. is you know, aligned to you what do you guys think so um it's a really good i mean we have a good blend of both wholesale and um, direct-to-consumer base um so that i think just makes your business even more like i don't want to say stable but in a way just kind of a little bit more diversified so yeah we have like a good blend of both customers
1: yeah it's it's really good to have i think what we've seen at least from here is every always starts as b2c like because mo- it's the easiest but if you want to diversify you want to keep growing your business you need the wholesale deals. You need to be talking to these other uh, you know, companies that will help your business grow. Uh, it's it's funny because every company always wants to be like, I'm just going to do consumers. But then push comes to shove. It's like, I need to get my product out there because you want to be selling more things. You as a business owner, you, you just want customers to know about your brand, your products, and if it can help them out. Definitely. Perfect. And then looking back throughout your whole experience, maybe from college to sort of now, What's the one skill you say that has helped you the most in starting your business and maintaining your business?
2: Ooh, skill, you know, I think um, I honestly have to say passion. Um, I don't know if that's like a skill, but it's just something that came up through me. But I think it's, it's, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Like you have to wake up in the morning, excited to do it. You have to go to bed with full ideas. It has to make you like fulfilled in so many ways. So I think that if you have, you know, the passion and the determination and persistence too. Cause you know, starting a business is hard. Like you Mm -hmm. have to like continuously do things and try to, you know, try different things and, you know, sometimes you get knocked down, but you have to get back up. So I think it's, um, you know, if I have to say like one skill, I'd probably just say passion, just cause it's just something you just have to have.
1: Yeah. And I think that totally makes sense with any business that you do. Passion is what's going to keep you going when exactly what you said, things are not going to be the best that day or that week. But you have the passion to continue building your business and that's what's going to push you, especially in the beginning where you're going to try all these different marketing channels, these marketing things, these products. It's going to suck. I mean, like I know for a fact every, every business owner, if they ever tell you, I mean, I always single people, if they tell you everything's going great, it's maybe not so true because things do suck. Because not always, and everything works because you're just trying it out. There's no playbook on entrepreneur. The way you're doing it is very different than, you know, the people listening to doing it. And, and it's, everybody has their own path and journey, but passion is sort of what you need to get you through everything.
2: Absolutely. Yes.
1: Okay. And how do you currently run your business? You know, what tools or platforms do you use? I know you mentioned Shopify a little bit before, but what else do you use for, for just running your business or even running your company essentially?
2: Yeah, so um, I use Google Suite, like they have such an amazing set of tools that don't cost very much that you can definitely, you know, I I use them like seriously every single day. Um, we have some accounting software that we use and then um, we also use MailChimp. So that's just another, you know, there's a free way that you can just sign up for a free account. And that's just another way to connect with clients to, you know, communicate weekly, like if you have a newsletter or whatever. So those are like, there's so many amazing tools out today for entrepreneurs. It's crazy. So you can really like access a lot of things and it doesn't have to cost a lot. So those are pretty much, every, I mean, we use that seriously every day, if not every week.
1: Yeah, it, it's exactly what you said before. There's so many tools out there to start a business. There's just easier and easier to get started. And what's going to differentiate is sort of what you said before. It's going to be your passion and the product's. Because everybody has a level playing field anymore. 10 years ago, was much different. You needed a custom developer, like 20, 30K, just to even make a website. Now, what, 30, 40 bucks a month, you have it going. And there's, I always tell entrepreneurs, there's no excuse for you not to do an e-commerce store. It's so easy now. It's the passion, the product, what you believe in that's going to make you different. And also, your story. Everybody has their own story. So, perfect It's, It's It's awesome to hear that, yeah, tools are just there to help you. But the, the real journey is how do you use them? How do you tell your story? How do you sell your products? What's some advice you would give out besides the passion that for someone just brand new that's just starting out, you know, maybe, you know, how to pick items, how to pick tools, how to pick the product, you know, what's some advice you would give them?
2: Um, I think the the best advice I could probably give someone is just to be really clear, to have a clear vision about what you want to do, and then um, have like a clear point of differentiation, like how are you going to make it different, like what value can you bring to the table, so I think just having like a really, just like sitting down and kind of mapping it out in the first place is like going to be very beneficial, because that, those little um, decisions will underpin your branding, will underpin you know, the products that you decide to sell, um, will end up in like how you communicate with your, with your customers. So I think just having like a really clear vision and a mission and like what you value is probably, you know, just the best things that you can start off with when starting a business.
1: And then when you're doing this sort of planning, what would you, how would someone start that? Would you say like a Google doc? Is there some sort of software that you would use? Um, you know, how do would you plan this sort of thing?
2: you could just put it in a Google doc, be like, Hey, this is what I stand for. This is what I value. Um, you know, this company is going to, you know, offer this value, this point of differentiation in this way. So I think, you know, you could have in, I think I've seen like business, um, like software services where you can have like business maps and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. where you can kind of, you know, get really involved in it. But that planning process is so essential to success. Like just making sure that you are making your decisions based on your values, based on your mission, based on your vision, will totally help you down the road.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, it's exactly it. You just got to write it down somewhere and then use it as a reference because, like I said, it's just a tool, but the actual planning, that comes from your own mind, your own head, and is having it out there. And then sort of, can you talk to us a little bit about your current team size? Is it just yourself or, you know, do you have like a team around you? I know you mentioned you use contractors, but, you know, what is that? What is it like, you know, normally in a day-to-day?
2: Um so yeah I am the only full-time employee right now but I do have contractors and I had a couple of interns for a while with like press <laughs> like trying to get you know PR yeah. you know there's so many great um like schools in the area that you can even just like hey you know there's an art school here in Denver that I like to you know get interns from from time to time just to get like fresh ideas mm-hmm. um, so right now I am I really like to keep it lean because I feel like when you find you know Keep your overhead low, keep it lean when you're first starting out. But even throughout business, it's really important. So that way you can adapt really easily. But yeah, I'm the only full-time employee, but I do have, like, I want to say two contractors that I normally work with. And then, like, I have one intern right now, so.
1: Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, getting interns from college is a great way. And sort of for contractors, you know, what platforms are you using for that? Is it, you know, like Upwork, uh, Craigslist, stuff like that? Is that where Uh, you should go?
2: Yeah, Craigslist, Upwork, Elance, Um, there's so many, there's a lot of different um, websites and even like, you know, even LinkedIn, you know, you can network that way too. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what you said. Like after a while, you really want fresh ideas, new ideas, how to do things because sometimes you're just so involved in the business that it's sometimes hard to take a step back and then having somebody else come in and look at it and maybe just say, hey, like, why are you doing things this way? We should be doing things this way. It's sometimes a really good uh, fresher breath air for a lot of entrepreneurs. Definitely. Just say one last question I have for you, Tara, is, you know, where can we go to learn more about you, your story, maybe your, your Instagram page? What are some places that our, our, our listeners can go to learn more?
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, our website is tiesbyterra.com. And that's T-Y-E-S-B-Y-T-A-R-A.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do
1: you have any like local events that you go to or anything like that? Maybe someone in the area you could go to?
2: Um, we don't have any local events coming up. Um, more in the fall, we'll have a bridal show that we're doing. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we have, we're just trying to kind of see what's going on around us. But yeah, so we'll be doing a bridal event next. And then probably some more trade shows in the fall as well.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Tara. And everybody else, please check out tiesbytara.com to learn more. And also just let her know that you listen to her on the show. Thank you so much, Tara.
2: Thanks.
0: This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.